All right, folks, we have a first-time guest on the podcast, Mr. John Pinch, who is the co-host of VP Precision. If you haven't listened to that, go find it and listen to it. It's a bunch of great information as well as a bunch of cool hunting stories. So check it out. So question one. If you were to buy something from MDT on Black Friday during their once-a-year sale, what would it be and why? Lightweight double pole bipod. Skypod. Skypod double pole? The lightweight one. The lightweight one. I love it. Um, for hunting, I think it's an awesome. Uh, you can use it for crossover, too, but I love it for hunting. It's my favorite hunting bipod. And it's it's a spendy for a bipod, so get a little discount. And use it on both leagues. Okay. Interrail hunter and PS. Okay. And then... If a new shooter messaged you on the, the Instagram or Facebook or any other platform that you're on and was like, hey, I'm getting into this PRS thing. I'm going to build build a gun from the ground up. What should I spend the most money on in component-wise, like optic, chassis, whatever it may be? What would be the one thing that you would say, this is where you need to put the primary amount of money i i think it's optic i run into a lot of guys uh, hunting in competition that get their big fancy gun and then they want to save money on the optic especially in hunting okay i think i think i tell a lot of guys you spend usually spend more on a scope than you do on a gun and not necessarily in you know comp but in hunting certainly so i would go optic every time if your optic doesn't track if it doesn't hold zero then your whole system's worthless okay you can take a one moa gun that tracks really really well everywhere and do a pretty good job at a lot of things. Um, if you take a one hole gun and put a crappy optic on it, there's a track, you're in trouble. So, okay. I'm a big fan of a good optic. Okay. And you are a, a low pulled shooter. Yep. Are you using their hunting line or are you still using the Mark V when you go hunting? I use the Mark V 100% on everything. Okay. So I use the, if I wanted to shave weight, I won't sacrifice performance uh, for weight, but if I want to save weight, I'll go to 318. Okay. Uh, five on my lightest hunting guns still heavier than like a the like the vx5 hd or something but i just i'm confident in the mark 5 so i'm going to take it it'll take a hit um but yeah i still run 525 on some of my guns so big okay. thing is i generally run a 525 so, so you're not gun. you're not afraid to use air quotes a comp scope in a hunting capacity no i love it and especially with the capped windage you can throw it in a scabbard on a horse or anything that thing's not going to turn you got the locking turret uh i just it's, it's been great i've beaten it up a lot um not afraid to use it at all and i prefer it because again if your scope is if something gets bumped off screw it i don't care how good your gun shoots if it's right it's bumped somewhere but it's man they've been tanks um bang for the buck and weight uh bang for the weight mark fives are pretty light too yes um there's other awesome tough scopes too but it's cool that i happen, happen to shoot from loophole and they happen to be relatively light in the tactical scope department so i would take it on a hunt okay. if i was shooting, i don't want to throw companies on the bus but there's some of these tactical scopes that weigh not quite double, but so close. Right. Right. Awesome. Significant Some, weight change. Significantly more. And that might be a tougher pill to swallow on a big hunt. Um, but a Mark V is relatively light for the performance you get. So I think spend your money on a scope uh, and good mounts. I mean, obviously, that's kind of go hand in hand. Good mounts, good rings, and good scope. Awesome. Cool. Sweet. Appreciate your time. Yeah, Thanks for talking. Yep. yep. Bye. All right, folks. We are back with another MDT shooter. We got... Keith Baker, pro staff for MDT, and we're going to ask him the same two questions. So, if you were to buy something from MDT on Black Friday, what would it be and why? 
probably, I'm assuming this person is a shooter. So yes. the first thing I would tell them, they probably need a Skypod. Okay. If it wasn't a Skypod, it would be a Sundit level. Okay. Like Wh- Which Skypod? Because you have so many options. You know, I would say east of the Mississippi, you can get away with the PRS length. Okay. West of the Mississippi, there's zero question you buy the two-pool. Okay. I run the two-pool everywhere across the country, one end or the other. Um, the only time I kind of like the PRS length is if I'm shooting off like a 12-inch pipe or something real narrow because it, it doesn't span out quite as wide. You know, it's it'll have like a 8-inch wide footprint or 9-inch wide footprint like a Harris or Atlas okay. or any other. So you can uh, bring it in closer it without being closer without being too high. Okay. But on 99.99, I like the whole AG cup here. I've not pulled a PRS length out of the truck at the finale. I never pulled a PRS length out of the truck. Like I and probably, by truck you mean van because you're the van pilot, right? Uh, yes, I'm the van pilot, okay. which is currently uh, in need of repair after the last deer it hit. At the oh finale. no! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, I really think the two pull is the way to go. Uh, if you only shoot one days east of the Mississippi and you live in the southeast and, and you're typically on flat ground and you don't have uphill, downhill, or really extraordinary props, the PRS length is a little less money. Uh, it's more what people are normally used to. Like, okay. you know, because some having a bipod that happens to be 12 inches wide at the base, like because you spread the legs out a little wider, that tends to make some people a little more nervous okay. uh, until they've experienced it and learned how to shoot off of it or, or, or along those lines. So that would be the reason. I love it. Like once I've done it, it's it's what to do. Plus it is, it'll do everything. Like, okay. I mean, I can shoot kneeling off of a, with a tripod rear with it in the front, get it way up. I can have right. a couple logs extend it down in the front and use it. I mean, if I'm laying downhill shooting uphill, it does it. I don't, it'll do almost everything I need. Um, and I mean, the, you said the second thing, if it wasn't the sky pile, would be the, the center level. Would be the level. And, and you know, that level needs to be mounted where you see it with your dominant eye. Okay. Um, so it really should be back or use some sort of, like the brand build or something like that where you get it in, in on your focal eye. And the reason is, is I would say when I watch shooters, probably 70 to 80% of their misses you know, if they got a good trigger pull and the gun's on and so forth, I'll stand behind them in a long range stage and I'll see the level pinned to one side or another. And they, they really don't realize how much that throws their target off. All of a sudden, man, they hit the first two and then they're like, they're off the left, they're off the right, they're off the left, they're off the right. And they're like, man, I got wind screwed. The real answer is if I'm RO and like RO a lot of one, one days, I look down and, and I'm watching their level pinned left, level pinned right, level pinned left. And that's a couple, two, three tenths left or right. And on right. the wrong size target, it really comes in. If you can get that in where you can see it with your dominant eye and you train yourself to never pull unless you see green, never pull that trigger unless it's green, that little bit of practice will move you ahead in your shooting. And that's that's a big mistake. And, you know, there's a lot of people say that there's a level in your mind and everything else. But I can promise you that every time I think I can get away with pulling it with one light on, which is uh, two, three degrees, I can't, which in certain conditions like you know flat ground in oklahoma it's pretty easy to get it level right but uh I mean, we had a lot of rolling hills at the ag cup here right i mean the 100 yard zero board i kept adjusting i'm like that can't be level well it was right yeah. you know those, those kind of things they they come into play so and then every once in a while you get a you'll get a md or an md that will tilt 
the zero board just to mess with you when you're zeroing. A hundred percent, right. <laughs> They're not going down there with a level and doing that. No, 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 no. And the, and the zero board here is absolutely tilted. <laughs> not intentionally. Not it's intentionally. Um, the second question would be if brand new shooter messages on Facebook or calls the, calls the office, calls the shop and says, hey, I'm looking at building a rifle. What do I need? What is my not necessarily my biggest expense, but what is that one thing that I really don't want to go cheap on? Whether it be action, chassis, optics. In your opinion, what is the one thing you don't want to cheat yourself on when you're you're building your rifle or a new shooter is looking to to build their first long range rifle? Man, that's a couple different fold there. Like number one, if you don't have a rifle and you're building a rifle and you're like, I have X number of dollars, where do I want to spend that money? Yep, that's the question. Okay, that question is absolutely on the optic. Like okay. the most important piece of that equation is to have an optic, A, you can see your target with, B, that dials repeatedly, you know, that allows you to achieve accurate uh, and repeatable uh, engagements at different yardages. So the optic, which would be, would be, I would say, the absolute most important thing. Um, as you become a more experienced shooter, like as you start moving in to, you know, hey, you're shooting a bunch of one days and you're reloading all the time and you're trying to save your brass and do all that stuff. You know, that's a time whenever you need to find a really good gunsmith, stick with them and then find a chassis or stock, whatever your chip preference is that fits you really well where you can get the balance and, and make the rifle fit you instead of you trying to fit a rifle. Right. So I think that is where the next step comes. But absolutely, you know, if I have $4,000 or let's say $3,000 to build a rifle, I'm going to take a $1,000 rifle and a $2,000 optic every time. Like, okay. I mean, as much money as you can spend on the optic is probably your best bet. Um, and then uh, once you get into this over and over, then... You know, if you get a good, if, if you find a gun, good gunsmith that you trust, then your brass fits chamber to chamber to chamber to chamber, and you don't end up throwing that, that stuff away. Um, and then having a stock that fits you, that's balanced, that's, it doesn't have to be heavy or weighted, but it needs to be balanced correctly. Right. So whenever you shoot it, it tracks flat, and you're able to see what's going on downrange. Uh, and, and I think that really comes into play a lot, too. I think those are like the next steps that, that add up. But right off the bat, Dude, you got to see what you're hitting, and it's got to be at the right elevation. You're never going to hit it. Awesome. If you're two tenths high, you're going to be left and right all day long, and you'll never know why you didn't hit that target. Okay. Sweet. Well, I appreciate you coming on here and and answering some MDT-specific questions and then some general new shooter questions, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Dude, love you, man. Love the podcast. Awesome. Thanks, brother. See you. All right, folks. We have grabbed another MDT team shooter mr chad heckler mr 2022 ag cup champion 2021 20 last year was ben that last year was ben gossett here i am messing it up that's okay 2021 ag cup champion yeah champion of all, all of our hearts <laughs> right <laughs> one half of miles to matches one half of miles to matches yeah. and happens to be a thousand dollars richer now yeah um Two questions for you. Like everybody else, it's Black Friday. You're going to buy one thing off MDT website. Yeah. What is it going to be and why? Man, if you don't have a budget uh, for the Black Friday sale, you probably want more than one thing. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to give you one thing that's kind of uh, 
in the upper price range and one thing that's in the lower price range that I think everybody should own. Okay. Um, so I uh, I recently got the Hunt 26 uh, chassis, and it's a little higher end for some people's budget, but it is uh, super comfortable, ergonomic. Um, I actually added the vertical grip tube to mine, and I have the folding uh, folding stock version. Vertical grip tube? Yeah, vertical grip to it. Is oh, what I said. vertical grip to it. Yeah. Okay. So it's it comes with an angled grip, okay, like an gotcha. AR style carbon fiber grip. I added the vertical grip because um, this feels more similar to my PRS rig, right? right. So, um, yeah, and I just uh, smashed a white tail with. Uh, Subsonic uh, 450 Bushmaster rounds with uh, with the suppressor. Yeah, so I awesome. so I saw the video yeah. that MDT you guys put out. So that is the rifle, but I'm shooting. I was shooting subsonic rounds this time. That okay. was actually that like was super high octane. Yeah, yeah. And now you you actually took something with the 450 Bushmaster. That same one from the video. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. They're, they're running like a thousand fifty feet per second, 395 grain bullets. And uh, the cool thing is you can hear it hit the animal because it's, like, so quiet. You can hear right. the bullet hit the animal. So That's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's just because I'm in so on the, shooting white So on tail. the higher end, you did uh, the, the Hunt 26 yeah. for your product? Yep. And then, um, you know, something I think everybody should have is a Senate level. Okay. Like, Senate level is so universal. You can you can have just one and move it to other rifles really quick. Yep. Um, and then... Not necessarily a Black Friday thing, but uh, a super big plug for MDT. They are always innovating. So be on the lookout for some stuff that's coming out of the SHOT Show. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Super look forward to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to ask more questions because it's not yeah, out don't. yet. So um, second question. New shooter hits you up on Facebook, somehow has your cell phone number, gives you a text, gives you a call, says, hey, I'm building a new rifle. I'm new to this long range game. What should I put a large chunk of the budget of this build into? Okay. So I can't wait to hear the other guy's answers because you're interviewing us one at a time and I'm yes. guessing you're going to smash this together. Yes. Um, and I am, you know, I'm a gunsmith and I chamber rifle barrels. Um, I have one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very much yeah. so. I have your address because of that. <laughs> uh, the first thing I tell people is that, um, the bullet is the most important thing in my opinion and i would and i joke about this uh kind of half joking like if i couldn't find the 105 hybrids if i couldn't shoot them i would kind of think about retiring wow <laughs> they're so good they they're, i mean they are good honestly they make me look good too uh because they shoot in just about anything i mean you can shoot a six creed down to a six br you can shoot yep. you can shoot any of them and i've shot all of them with the 105 hybrids and they all shoot great um and then you need a great barrel and you need a, a good, a decent gunsmith <laughs> to put it all together. Um, Very true. So I would say uh, find a gunsmith that's recommended by your friends and uh, they'll help you out. I mean, there's a ton of good gunsmiths that we bump elbows with in the sport. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm better than any one of them. Like there's right. a ton of good ones. Um, so they'll help you with it. But in my opinion, the bullet should be thought about or the components that you're going to use should be thought about because some of that stuff is harder to get than anything else right now yes it, unobtainium yep so we're saying hunt 26 on the high end yeah we're saying send it level on the lower end yeah and we're saying not necessarily a component but a heavy thing to think about and invest in is yeah. components and your gunsmith yeah yeah okay those Two of those are completely different than anybody else's answers. Okay, cool. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Sweet. Thanks for doing this. And so you were shooting... What were you shooting this weekend? 
So there's an exception to this. What I should have, <laughs> what I should have brought this weekend is my BR with 105 hybrids because you were here. There yep. was absolutely zero wind. Yeah. Maybe for two out of the 20 stages, there was. I shot a five mile an hour wind once mm -hmm. uh, this afternoon. It kicked up for like. 10 minutes and then it died off again okay um today was really interesting because it started with a really dense fog yes and we were concerned whether it was going to get worse so we shot the long range stages well it turned out the afternoon got beautiful way and what if we would have yes. flipped that around because yeah. i know a lot of people struggled in the morning uh, myself included so i'm yes. not trying to like right 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 <laughs> not trying I mean, to there play was... favorites but if we flipped it around you know you can't you can't yeah. predict the future so i don't i don't blame tom or you know we did the right thing by getting yeah. them done but that was just wild how hard it was to see uh, your misses. And I was glad to have the 25 because of that. I was shooting 25 by 47 with the Burger 135 okay. hybrids, which is a great bullet as well. Why am I talking about the bullets that I can't, that we can't get right now? I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> so 105s and 135s from Burger. Those are my two calibers, yeah. Yeah. They're, I know a lot of guys that are shooting 25 caliber overall, whether yeah. it be 25 Creed or... 25 by 47 like, gt is pretty popular too and then 25 gt as well like i didn't know that they had i know that there was 25 cow but i didn't know it had made the jump to all the different variants yet so it's been it's been interesting to hear what people say yeah it's been fun it helps me uh try to work on my recoil management a little bit i mean it's basically a 135 grain bullet going 2750 ish so it's kind of back to the six five days when we used to shoot the 140 hybrids i mean that's okay. still a great bullet i got a bunch of those i still shoot those too so i feel like um, anything in that range is is very forgiving to load for and that's my favorite thing like i said it makes the gunsmith looks look good too <laughs> <laughs> so speaking speaking of those are your two calibers what did you shoot out of the the 450 bushmaster so I was shooting some factory Hornaday Sub X. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so there. So you weren't reloading for that. No, I, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to work up a load, uh, and I didn't want to try to find uh, any trail boss or any of those like right. fast burning powders. So I uh, I just grabbed the Sub X and it shot sub one inch at 100 yards, and I was like, okay, that's good game enough on. For you, yeah. yeah. I run out of elevation in my turret at like 350 yards, though. I mean, that is, that's that got is a true. ton of drop. <laughs> They are heavy. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to your guys' feedback on all your different answers. Oh, yeah. That'll be, from, that'll be fun. From MDT. Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, thanks bud. Guy. All right, folks. We have MDT Pro Staff member Andy Slade joining us. And he's going to answer two quick questions for me. First question. If you were to purchase something during the MDT Black Friday sale, what would it be and why? I would say there's a couple of things that are really important. One is the chassis. It's going to be the base to your, your system. So, you know, if you could get a good deal on the ACC Elite, by all means, that's what I use. That's what I compete with and win with. You know, the uh, MDT XRS is a great budget option. It's a high-quality chassis. It's still going to allow you to shoot well and perform well. And then, obviously, the send-it level, you know, okay. it's from shot to shot, man. It's going to make sure that you're not inducing windage by canting the rifle left and right. So, it's a really important piece of gear, and you see almost every pro shooter out there running one. Okay. Awesome. So, either the Elite chassis, the Elite Pro chassis, or what was the other one? So, the other one is XRS, and it XRS. just depends on your budget, right? right. So, if you want to jump in with both feet, get that, get that Elite, man. It's going to be the top-of-the-line premium chassis, but if you're not quite sure yet, 
We sell the XRS and a bunch of different inlets, including Savage and Ruger American. So if you're just getting into it, you can get a Ruger American. We've got a video on that, actually. You can look and see how we upgraded that rifle from a base stock rifle all the way through. Okay. And then my second question for you is going to be, if you are going to jump in and be a, uh, a PRS, an NRL, uh, 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 an NRL 22 uh, PRS 22 shooter, and you're going to jump in, what would be the most, um, say, important piece of gear that you put into it? If, if you're going to build this from scratch, what, what should you be sinking or spending the most money on, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a cop-out to say training first, right? Okay. I, to me, I think you should spend your money on training so that you understand why some of these things are important. But once you understand the fundamentals and you can understand how to build a fundamentally sound position, I think it really comes down to being able to get a chassis that allows you to get the rifle balanced so that you can be stable on the props. Because if first and foremost you're not fundamentally sound and you're not stable on the props, it's going to be really hard to have a good performance out there. Okay, so we'd buy DMDT chassis on Black Friday, and then that's probably a, a really solid investment. Otherwise, if it's not even on Black Friday, another solid investment is getting something that is going to hit all those markers of stability, comfort, modularity, everything like that. Once again, with the, the ACC Elite chassis. Yeah, absolutely. It, lets you, it allows you to put those weights in the chassis so that you can balance it no matter what contour the rifle's barreled action is. And if you ever need any of that equipment and it's not Black Friday, feel free to come by our shop. We're in Virginia at Rifleman's Outfitter. Okay. So Outstanding. We can, we can set that up for you and have it balanced so that it's exactly fitted to you and make sure that that thing is weighted perfectly. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me. Once again, people, this was Andy Slade. Team Shooter Pro Staff with MDT. That's right. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, buddy. All right, folks. We are here with Francis Colon. Big winner today of $2,000. Yeah, another two. Another 2000 How much do you have for the weekend thus four, far? So four far. Four grand. Yeah. Dude. So John and I tied with four grand, four grand each, four stages each. That's awesome. Four out of 20. You, I mean, MDT was up there with yeah, what? We had four, eight. 9, 10, 11. I think we did 11,000 out of the 20 available. So, yeah. Yeah. Domin over 50%. Domination of the, of the dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, as a Team MDT shooter and as a shooter yourself, obviously you're, you're, you're well, well known. If you were to buy one thing during the MDT Black Friday sale, what would it be and why? ACC Elite. Um, and this isn't even a question for me, um, simply because I got the spent. So the premiere is the first chassis I shot for MDT, okay, and which was the ACC at the time, right? Now okay. it's ACC premiere. Um, there were things that I noticed that I'm like, I I think we can do better. And I mean, there were a couple people on the team that had a lot of development time behind the initial prototypes, and I was one of those shooters. And I remember thinking like, we need thicker extrusions, we need less foreign flex. Hey, the ergo in this area is just a little bit off. Can we shorten this up? And we, like the, the little details and the ACC elite are what make the difference between, you know, for a competitor being able to hit 99 versus 100 shots out of a, a given 100, say. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's literally, it's not for the entry-level shooter. Um, it's okay. not that it's going to take an entry-level shooter and magically make them top 10. But what it can do is take a shooter who has a solid grasp on fundamentals uh, and give them a 
platform that lets them configure the rifle to fit their body type, their okay. shooting style, their barrel and weight preferences, and then find all of the nuance to draw out that rifle to make it exactly fit them. Okay. And between, <laughs> excuse me, between the recoil impulse, which is very smooth and consistent, the dampers, which I helped develop, uh, there's a ton of accessories that help that particular product be the performance choice for anybody looking for something from MDT. That is the most adjustable, most configurable, and uh, ergonomic chassis of all of the chassis that I've ever had the pleasure of you know, getting behind. And it's still the one that I don't have. It's, <laughs> well, you should fix that. Yeah, I should fix yeah, that. Yeah. And, and, and Martin last year gave us a... a Gave us all a wonderful gift for for ROing the the AG Cup, and I just you know funds only go so far. Yeah, so I get it. we'll we'll get it to, we'll get that remedied because yeah. as a shooter, I like to try everything. And when people hit you up, yeah, you specifically point them in one direction. You're sponsored. You believe in something. I like to have everything and be like, hey, well, borrow it, go to the range and try it. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got a PDC, I've got a matrix, I've got a matrix pro, I've got a, a B, a BA, I've got two foundations, I've got a PDC, I've got a bunch of different stuff. And when people hit me up, I either let them borrow the rifle to go shoot a match with me, or I just let them borrow it and, and go to town and, and formulate their own opinion and see yeah. if it, if it's right for them. And that's one that I don't have and I need to pick up. Yeah, man, it's worth giving it a shot. I, I say that just not because, uh, not in a very like, oh, yeah, we shoot for MDT type. Right. In the way that I have spent so much time behind heavy rifles, like everything from Barrett's to MPAs to like every type of configuration right. of rifle that I could get my hands on between work uh, and just being an you know, right. enthusiast and shooting. Um, it's the product that I notice consistently keeps my reticle, my groups, and my consistent fundamentals the same throughout the stage. As long as I continue to do my part in focusing on a shot the chassis does not let me down and it keeps it more consistent throughout the day. Okay. So we're going with the ACC elite Yep. for our, our black Friday sale. Yep. The second question is going to be new shooter hits you up, whether it's the miles, the matches, Facebook page or Instagram page that they message you guys on, or if they've got your phone number or they contact you through work or whatever it may be. And I say, I've got a set budget. I'm into this long range thing. I'm no longer going to shoot my off the off the counter rifle from Cabela's or XYZ. I really want to dive into this, and I want to I want to build a rifle. What is the one thing that you are going to say of your set budget? This is what I would invest the most in to get biggest bang for your buck in that in that rifle system they're going to build. Barrels and ammo. Barrels and ammo. I, I mean. Uh, I can only say this one way. There is no substitute for trigger time in the okay. early part of your career. Um, I mean, if you handed someone a Remington 700 standard H&S precision stock with a scope, just a mid-level scope, something 500 to $1,000 that probably tracks, even if it doesn't, you could probably put a, a scope that just has a zero with any kind of holdover reticle in it, anything that's actually in mills or MOA. If you send enough rounds working purely on your fundamentals, your ability to see shots and build a consistent position and your efficiency across building positions, 
that's how you win matches. Um, you know, the ability to move from position A to position B, and instead of taking 8, 12, 15 seconds, it takes you four seconds to make one step to the right, settle it, and be ready to take a shot. Um, uh, the reason I can say this is that, you know, when I practice, I shoot the skill stage a lot. That was one of the, a lot, a, a lot, yeah. It's one of the stages that I, I learned early on was just, a, it was available, it was easy to shoot, it was, it fit within the ranges that I could practice. And so the number of rounds I sent at 400 yards on one and sub one MOA targets on skill stage recreations, I couldn't count. It's into the tens to 20,000s. I can say that, but I don't know how many exactly. Right. It is probably north of 20 rounds, 20,000 rounds. That's a lot of rounds. And the, what it taught me was every time you make a motion, there has to be an exact intent in that motion and an exact execution of that motion. And if you do, if you take five steps to do something that should have taken two, each step is about one second. So that's three seconds lost that you'll never get back right. that are probably more valuable if you're looking at a round going down range or thinking, hey, I missed. Where was the win? Let's look at reasons why I would have. And spending that three seconds after a shot is far better than spending them before you've taken it. Right. And the only way that I know how to become more efficient is to send more rounds with perfect practice and intent. Working and managing your, your foot your foot and economy of motion through your feet, your body, your hips, building good positions and kneeling, standing, and then frankly burning out barrels so that with the same powder and bullet so that you can essentially consistently say, I know what a barrel is gonna do from round zero to round two thousand. So if you have if I had let's say I had three thousand dollars lying around, I'm spending a rough enough, that would be the budget for my season, for instance. Um, I would buy a, a barrel and as many bullets as I could feed that with so that I have a full season worth of practice. If it was, let me say, you have a season covered and you have an additional 3,000 and you're right. thinking, I can go buy a scope or I can go buy a chassis. Go, before you do any of that, go buy an extra barrel and an extra set of ammo so that you can just burn all of those components out. <laughs> you will be a better shooter at the end of those two to 3,000 rounds than you ever thought you were. And it is simply just the number of rounds that you send working to get your eyes and your body working in unison. Um, the faster you go in practice, the smoother you can go in a match condition and have better success. Awesome. Yeah. Now, follow-up question to that, I guess. <clears throat> now, you weren't exclusively training at that 400 yards, but you did a lot of your, your, your training at that 400 yards, say 20,000 rounds. Yeah, that's just the twenty. That's just the four hundred yard, right. three hundred yard barricade work. So, being able to break good shots, build good positions, see what's going on, read atmospherics, and all that other stuff. People are gonna, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, did that make you a better shooter when you have to shoot, you know, some of these stages here at the at the AG Cup, like farther distances. XYZ, like, because it's all still building positions and breaking good shots. But, like, yeah. if we're only working at that, not that you only worked at that distance. Totally understand what you're saying. You're saying, does, does 400 yards translate to eight, seven, eight, nine? Yes, 000? thank you. Um, and the answer to that is 1,000% it does. Okay. There are some things that say 900 to a 1,200 yard range that you will not be able to learn at a, at a 400 yard, 300 yard range. Okay. Um, but that's namely the effects of wind, the effects of terrain on the wind flow. Um, being able to spot and quite literally resolve impacts from light bullets hitting, say, 
sand versus grass versus burns Softer, versus clay yeah. like we had out here. That's not something you can do at six at 400 yards unless you detune a rifle and shoot like a 20 cal or a 22 cal that's way slower so that it simulates what you would see right. out of those ranges. And even that's not quite the same because your, okay. your field of view and resolution is different at long range. Um, but what it does do is give you clarity and focus of mind. It's actually harder to spot an impact at 250 yards yes. in 300 yards than it is at four. And the same thing at five and the same thing at six. It's much easier as you go further out through about 500 to about 900 yards. It's much easier to spot impacts in that range and more like six to seven is a sweet spot. When you come back to three and 400 yards, as a new shooter, most people aren't going to see what happens at 400. Right. And you guys have talked about that, like the dwell yes. time, the recoil, getting back on target, the bullets there, time of flight's very short. It's a, about a tenth of a second, yeah. know, a little over a tenth of a second. It's about one, uh, 0.1 at 100, uh, and then it's about 0.2 to 0.4 seconds, or 0.2 to 0.3 at 200 to 300 yards, and then... 0.3 to 0.4 by the time you get to 400 yards. Right. So, and your human reaction time is around 0.2 seconds to internalize something and then start to do something. It's between 0.2 and 0.3. So, somewhere around that 0.3 range is the is a physical limit that if you're capable of training your brain to say where 400 is not something you can pick up all the time, training your brain to react and take in information in 400ths of a second down to 300ths of a second is a massive advantage. Right. Because... The, the amount it's hard to describe because i know uh shooting the stages we shot today there were several people who made comments like man you burned that down you were going so fast and I'm like, i was going slow and i mean it doesn't feel like i'm trying to slow down purposefully it just feels like the the one time you feel like i'll notice phil settling you know half a millimeter under the front like tenths of a millimeter underneath the front of the bag between my fingertips that aren't touching the rifle they're touching the bag and i can right. feel the fill moving in that tiny movement i'm like oh it's not ready and it's hard to explain but the time it takes for that sensation to reach me and me to make a go no go while i'm still processing things with my eyes making sure that i'm rolling the rifle level um it comes with time and that's why right. you know when i said hey what would you do on a limited budget it is just getting so many rounds on the same system over and over again at some point you figure out the mechanics of executing short range and mid-range precision shots are simply how fast can your body react adapt and reflect the change you need to make on the next series of shots um i would liken it a lot more to like three gun and uspsa those right. guys have to do some things with red dots you know bang and it recoils up and as the thing's coming back down with a tenth of a second bang tenth yeah. of a second bang half second splits that it's, yeah. it's imperceptible how fast the red dot is moving they don't have to internalize that it's where it is they just know what it should look like half that a second takes, later that takes hundreds and thousands of thousands of rounds. rounds and the same thing is true in prs in order to be able to set your rifle down break a shot in less than six seconds move to another position break a shot in six seconds move to a shot and break it in six over and over again um the skill stage i ran like the one we had this week was eight positions and i ran it in 44 seconds and pinch ran it in 40 mm -hmm. and i bobbled i as soon as i got through position one i'm like that's a good start position two good position three that's a bobble that cost me a second it's position three four another bobble picking up i felt the rifle it was off axis when i picked it up silly thing but the bag was not where it needed to be on my left hand it, exactly to the millimeter in my left hand set it on and it bunched that's going to cost me two so i burned four seconds to six seconds because of things that i noticed in the bag settling and placement of bags just those things right 
And I know John picks up the same thing. I mean, he, we were talking, joking about it after the match. Like, dude, I was setting my rifle down and I felt it bunch and then it dropped. And I'm like, it took me like a second and a half. And I was like, oh man, I think I might've lost it. One second, one, one, th done. Yeah. That's, that is the difference. And if you do that over eight positions, yeah, that stacks really fast. So yeah. that's why, you know, when we go back to what to train, if you have to build 10 positions and you, you have, you can gain two seconds per position, you have now gained 20 seconds over those 10 positions. That's the difference between getting off eight shots or seven shots and getting off all 10 or 10. 20, depending right. on, or 10 or 12, depending on how many there are in the match. Sweet. So, awesome. Get some trigger time. Get trigger time. Yep. Got it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your guys' time. I can't wait to throw this all together and see your guys' feedback on it. I'm looking forward to listening to it. It's going to be good. I not There was a lot of similar answers, and then there was a couple of not in the same ballpark answers, and it's going to be fun. I'll listen. I like it. Sweet. Thanks, brother. See you, man.